This is Channel 253. In this episode of Citizen Tacoma. It's easier for a king to spread a lie than a beggar to spread the truth. So it's just the hope that uh, folks will just see that we have an open door and we're willing to have conversations. I'm just hoping that in 2022, Eric is the top. It's still We still got 11 more months to get through. Uh, I'm hoping that we can make this a year of dealing in facts and, and not necessarily hypotheticals. Channel 253 is supported by Microsoft. Microsoft is committed to civic conversations like those on Channel 253 that inform and empower Washington communities. To learn more, visit aka.ms slash Microsoft in Washington. Citizen Tacoma to another episode of Citizen Tacoma. My guest today is School Board Director Corey Strozier, who is here to talk about uh, what's been happening with the school district recently. I checked in with him um, last spring, and so we catch up over what's been happening since then, and we look forward to the future. Give this interview a listen. My guest today is a school board member, director, I guess, technically, although I always feel like director is a confusing word. Corey Strozier, welcome back to the podcast. How are you? Doing good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's uh, been a, a, a year or so since we talked and quite a year for education. Um, school kids coming back, uh, lots happening. Um, I guess I wanted to check in on... on uh, the school board and what's happening there because so much really is. And one of the things that I have been wondering about recently is how, what's the school board hearing from the community on things like um, vaccine mandates for staff, for, um, you know, the, the, the kids with mask mandates. Are you hearing from the community support for these things? Are you hearing a, a vocal group saying no, you know, get rid of this. What, what's it, what's it like from your, your seat? I've been curious. Uh, from my seat, it's, it's, it's been a little mixture of both. Um, not, not so much. And I'm not seeing too much opposition to, let's say, uh, student mask mandates. Like the reality is we, we understand. And I think the community understands that if, if we are going to keep folks safe, masking is one of those one of those things that you just kind of have to do um when it comes to the the vaccines though with with staff um that's that's a higher level decision that mm-hmm. I, um i think that we as a board have kind of not kind of we have decided to allow the folks who um, are in charge of making those decisions to to make those decisions right um uh, and and the governor came down with um, with that mandate for staff, and it was it was well received. Like we, we did a pretty good job um, with our overall numbers. I can't remember what the exact number was. I remember asking the question, uh, but we got a pretty high percentage of folks who went ahead and just got it. Actually, were already vaccinated, <laughs> and then those who weren't just went ahead and got it. Um, so here in Tacoma, there's just there's been a, a balance. We we we've dealt with a few. Um, folks who were against having young kids wear masks. Some folks came to uh, a school board uh, 
meeting. So it's it's public, so I can say it, and, and was pretty upset about not being consulted about her kid having to wear a mask all day while in school. Um, but other than that, like there hasn't there hasn't been too much too much pushback here. Yeah. That, that's good to know. Um, the the school district, as I recall, uh, ended up with a very high percent of of teachers and um, staff who were vaccinated. Um, I th- I recall that some filed for exemptions. Did 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 you lose folks uh, who just said they didn't want to or they weren't going to do it and they wouldn't have an exemption? Or how do you remember how many that was? Um, I, I don't. I don't have an exact number on there. I do know we did lose some folks, but yeah. when you actually dig down into that data, there were uh, hourly employees, there were volunteers, there were uh, folks who hadn't worked for the district for so long as it comes to like, for example, um, you have someone who working uh, at one of our stadiums as a ticket taker. Th- those folks who are hourly still count as our total employment, uh, our employee count. So if they don't report that they got the vaccine or didn't get the vaccine because they didn't plan on selling tickets again, it counts as someone leaving. Got it. So, okay. so yeah, some folks did, you know, decide to leave. I don't know if it was because of the vaccine or not. Um, and I think we did report out some numbers of, of folks who left. I just can't remember what that exact. Uh, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. Um, what are you hearing about, uh, you know, the, I know that, that there's um, staff, shortages everywhere. I mean, I'm not just talking about schools. I'm talking about businesses. Um, Folks are getting new jobs, sometimes better jobs. Um, Folks are choosing um, to work from home when they can. And um, some places like, uh, if I recall in Seattle, you know, just closed some days because they they didn't think that they had the staff to to be open. How is the school district weathering some of those challenges? Uh, So you're absolutely right when you mentioned that. It's happening everywhere and it's, it's starting to, to impact our schools here in Tacoma, man. It's, it's great, man, because folks work on behalf of others. We have an understanding of, of, Hey, you you can't come to work if this is the case, but you can, if this is the case and, and folks are showing up for each other. Now I will say we have gotten to the point where, um, I I don't got no, I got wood right here. We, we, we are at a point where, we haven't had to shut places down because of lack of staff here in Tacoma. Um, now we have had some extreme staff shortages, um, but we've been able to move folks around. And, and to be quite honest, our central administration building staff, those who are qualified to teach um, have been subbing in our buildings. So wow. I, I can tell you, Josh has spent uh, a great amount of time at, our schools. Last week, he was at Lincoln three days subbing. Um, the the superintendent been, was was a sub. I didn't know that. Correct. The superintendent, cabinet level staff, cab members uh, have been filling in because it's a need. Uh, but we we've been blessed down here to where we we haven't had to uh, shut down schools. We did have to close Mount Tahoma that one day, but that wasn't due to staff shortage. It was due to uh, heating. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. 
That's yeah. really interesting. So one of the things that, that has come out of uh, the pandemic and, and the extended lockdowns was uh, to come online. And I think it's so interesting that that is planned to continue uh, indefinitely. Yeah. Can you tell me more about that? Because I, I think it's a really interesting option that we're starting to offer now. Yeah, you know, when we when we went remote, fully remote, folks found extreme comfort in that, right? Like, I don't have to worry about um, anything, really. Like, my kid learns from home. Um, and for, for the for the folks who can actually do that. But we opened TOL in response to the desire of young people who wanted to learn from home. Like that was a desire. And I think it may have been a desire prior to pandemic, right? Because it's not necessarily homeschooling, uh, but you're just, your home is your learning environment. So uh, students engaging in, in straight academic learning led by teachers still. So we're using Schoology. We're using uh, Ingenuity, um, and and pairing students with staff to get you know the extra support that they need to move forward. This is really a any place, anytime learning environment. And I'll be honest with you, Eric. For me, when I was a student, and I'll just speak about college since that's most most recent. I, I did my entire bachelor's degree online, and I learned that I'm a much better student when I'm at my own house doing my learning um, in comparison to being in the classroom. And I know that that's the case of some, for so many of our students uh, in the district. So Tacoma Online is, is, doing, is doing amazing. We've got about 1,600 kids enrolled um, and it's progressing. It's, it's really been a safe haven for, for young people and their families. So for the folks who can, you know, you got high school kids who you can leave at home and you can still go to work, it's great for them. But we definitely understand that, you know, not everybody can, can participate. So it's good to have it as an option. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, my, my kids um, who are right now in second and fourth grade, um, my youngest, it was, it was a very difficult experience for him. And I was really glad when he could go back to, to in-person learning about a year ago this time. Um, My oldest did a little bit better with it. Um, but I could easily see, you know, fast forward a few more years um, that they would really, uh, really thrive and, you know, possibly thrive in an environment like that. Yeah. You know, and you and I had that conversation, I think the last time I was here about, you know, our, our kids being home. I had, I mean, my daughter was in first grade uh, when it was happening and uh, we were here and, you know, she, she did fine. What she struggled with was not being around people. Um like she had a really hard time so much so that, you know, I think it's, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's caused some issues for her. So again, like you, I'm, I'm glad that, that my youngin can get back to, uh, to, to being in person. My youngest though, if she would have been in school at that time, I'm not sure how we would, I'm not sure how we would have managed that at home online learning thing. Cause she's, she's a different breed for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, and then with some of this stuff, I understand comes um, the need for technology mm. and uh, some of the other things that actually make these things run. And I think I would be doing a disservice to my listeners if I did not mention 
that there are ballot measures that uh, are coming up that relate to that. Is that correct? Um, Prop one and prop two. Do you want to speak a little bit about those? Just just because it's a people don't always expect an election and or a vote in uh, February. In February. Yeah. uh, I I just want to start by by saying this. So we when we went fully remote uh, because of the pandemic, um, we were able to successfully do so because we had just transitioned to a one one to one school district which means every kid, every staff member had a laptop that they could use at school and at home. Um, The reason we were able to do that is because of the last time this proposition was on the ballot, it was voted yes. We would have been in a completely different spot as a school district if if our voters would not have approved uh, this proposition last time it was on the ballot. So, uh, I mean, in a completely different spot. So we were able to get every student a laptop. We were able to, you know, get them all set up and programmed so that we could access and to provide tech service, right? Um, that too is on the ballot. So, so let's just talk about Prop 1 really quickly as far as educational programs and our operations. The reality is uh, both Prop 1 and 2 are four-year replacement expiring levies to, to fund educational progress. So simply put, Prop 1 funds 15% of our daily school operations. And Prop 2 provides access to technology in all of our neighborhood schools. So on on the website, we list out, uh, they say, uh, uh, teachers, books, and basics, right, for Mm -hmm. Prop 1. So I'm talking about teachers, nurses, counselors, librarians, paras, special needs staff. It's, it's, It's almost, I think I saw 500 staff members that Prop 1 funds within that 15%. And it also includes tech, textbooks and, and, and updated materials. Uh, so obviously we're, we've got this focus on making sure that everybody is up to grade level. Um, we, we need the materials to do that. And, and Prop 1 will, will cover those things. Um, but w- when we think about uh, it, even, even beyond the school day, the, the last board meeting, we had a presentation about Prop 1 and 2, and it showed how, uh, what else, was covered under there. We're talking about uh, special needs programming, uh, improved accessibility for, for students and staff with disabilities. Like it's, it's huge. Um, preschool programming that my kid is currently uh, partaking in, preschool program, after schooling programming, uh, but arts, music, athletics, extracurriculars, CTE, all of that is fully covered under, under Prop 1. And then Prop 2 just is, it's, technology and improvements. It it allows for us to uh, do the things necessary in order to keep folks safe when they're using technology at home. Um, It puts us on a four-year replacement model for those uh, those laptops so we can continue um, that. Uh, But most importantly, like computer safety and and security and privacy, all of that's covered uh, under Prop 2. So we got some big stuff on the ballot. And and I I know, Eric, it's, it's my job to uh, share facts, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm not trying to sway people one way or the other, but I will say that we were able to make the progress that we did and be in a completely different position uh, technology-wise because this stuff was on the ballot uh, a few years back. So I'm just providing facts folks can make their own. own those are about. those are very good facts. As a, as a fact, when is uh, election day? It's, it's February, right? February 8th. February 8th on your ballot. Yep, they should be arriving soon. 
in the okay. middle. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about uh, school safety and then uh, look into the future a little bit. Stick around. Hello, I'm Eric Hanberg, host of the Channel 253 podcast, Citizen Tacoma. This episode of Channel 253 is sponsored by Microsoft. The Puget Sound region is experiencing historic growth. And while this presents a remarkable opportunity for the region, it also creates challenges. Microsoft is committed to our region and everyone in it, working in partnership with the community to improve environmental sustainability, affordable housing, efficient transportation, and high-quality education. These issues are fundamentally connected. Smart transportation systems reduce our region's carbon footprint. Affordable housing allows people to live in communities where they work. High-quality education prepares young people for great jobs and a bright future. Our region is remarkably complex and diverse. We need policy solutions that reflect it. This is all part of Microsoft's goal to empower every person and organization in Washington to achieve more. To learn more about Microsoft's work in this area, visit aka.ms slash Microsoft in Washington. My thanks to Microsoft for their support of Channel 253. And we are back. Thank you to our sponsor and thank you to the members of Channel 253 who are keeping us going and having interesting and engaging conversations in the Slack forum. If you want to participate uh, and talk about uh, what's what with who's who, if I can frame it that way, uh, check out channel253.com slash membership. $4 a month or $40 a year gets you access to the Slack forum. Um, a private podcast uh, with sound producer Doug, um, where folks sound off, off the record, and uh, your support uh, keeps the lights on. So thank you for that. And we're back with uh, school board member Corey Strozier. Corey, I'm curious um, about some of the changes that have been happening around school safety. And you and I talked previously about um, Tacoma police officers being, this was about a year ago, I think, maybe February or March of last year, about uh, school board thinking about how um, Tacoma police or safety in general should happen in the schools. Can you give an update on what's happened over the last year? Uh, I can. So, um, you know, we have, we, we had a contract with uh, the city of Tacoma, Tacoma Police Department to uh, to house our SRO program, right? What that was, was we had five uh, commissioned uh, Tacoma police officers in our high schools, right? Every comprehensive high school had one. Um, at the top of, so things are different from the last time we spoke. Um, at the top of the school year, that contract actually uh, expired. And we did not Resigned the contract for um, the SRO program, meaning we we do not have uniformed officers on our campuses at all. Okay, um, we then well a little bit before then we asked uh, district leadership to uh, take the steps forward on kind of reimagining like what does safety and security look like in our school district? Like what does that look like? Uh, and and now we are going to be moving towards a more 
regional-based approach. So moving forward, we still will not have officers on our campus. We will have our, our uniformed, like polo campus security officers that have always been uh, on campus outside of the SRO program. Um, and then we will be operating. On and those campus. are school district employees, correct? They're not outside. You got it. Yep, school district employees that are currently there now. Um, um, and, and we're gonna be moving to a more of a regional based approach. So the, the contract that we signed with the uh, city of Tacoma is so that we could have officers stationed, not outside of our school building, but in regional areas, right? So they are gonna be on consult with principals. If something's going on that cannot be uh, handled uh, by our on-campus security officers, or it's, it's something where we need higher level support, that's when we will call our designated TPD officer to come in and handle and handle business. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where we are. Uh, now, with our current campus safety officers, uh, they're in bargain, right? So I got to be real careful about okay. what I say about campus security officers, but they're working. They got, you know, they've got their person at the table. We've got our person at the table and we're trying to figure out what that looks like. Uh, but just know uh, the most important thing is that the SRO program is, is no more. Um, and we're going to be moving to, you know, to that new, new model that I just suggested. When, when, when you say regional, I, I guess I want to understand what you mean by that. Like, like what is a regional model? So, yeah, I guess re regional model that makes it sound real deep and it's not. So we're going to, we're going to have, I believe it is two officers stationed in areas of the city. Okay. Right. And they're going to be responsible for whatever schools are in their respective area of the city. And I said to, let me just say, there are going to be a number of officers that are on this contract that will be responding to our school. So everybody will be in close proximity to a school. That way, if something happens, they can, you know, the principal will call and they will get uh, right to the school without, without delay. The issue we're running into right now is that there, there are a, there's a, a crunch, man, for, for, for police officers. Like the city is, is, you know, filling positions consi consistently, right? Constantly. Um, so right now we're using kind of a, a overtime model uh, to kind of help fill our void and our need here. When, hey, we need an officer uh, because we don't have anyone specifically signed to this contract just yet. Uh, because they obviously are filling positions at the at the at the department right now. Yeah, um, something I've been thinking about uh, school safety in a variety of different ways. You know, one of them being there was that national TikTok scare um, last month, and you know it's hard when your kids are, um, and especially for even not a very good. I don't, I don't want to say not a very good reason. I understand why all of the school districts made the decision that they did, but like yeah. um, something that no one really thought was going to be an issue, but still had to plan for anyway, you know, your kids are escorted between classes and can't be outside. And it's a, uh, it's hard for parents. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've got two, two at the elementary level as well. And, and, and my wife works in an elementary building. So it's like my entire family is in these schools. Uh, so that was definitely a, a challenging time, man. But the reality is, you know, there is still a relationship uh, where I don't think that 
if something was to, to take place, that there would be any grudges held and a lack of response if, if necessary. But the reality is giving, giving what's going on and what's been requested. We got to make sure that we're moving forward and our students feel, um, you know, they, they feel safe in the building. So yeah. our current situation, it, it is what it is. Um, but I do believe that, you know, there's there's a relationship there. So folks will be absolutely taken care of if necessary. And and so far, uh, the new model has has been successful. I mean, we're almost halfway through the the, the, the school year with this, this and it's it's working the way that that everyone had hoped. Correct. It is. It is. So we yeah, think things are great um, right now. The Again, the TikTok scare was was a lot. Um, but also like just that most recent one, there was one prior to that where, you know, it was it was challenges where students were tasked to to, to go assault teachers. Um, that was one of the challenges. And it's like, OK, how do we stop this from from happening? Right. And then it moved on to the higher nationwide, uh, you know, the one we were just talking about. So it it's been tough, but. So far, so good this school year, um, moving kind of away from the SRO model and more to a more community-based approach. So things okay. have been good. Thank you. Um, I want to look forward a little bit. What, what's what's the, the school district's understanding of what the, the rest of this year is going to look like? I'm assuming, for example, um, you know, mask mandate throughout the entire school year. Um, mm-hmm. That's just, that just seems like a given at this point. Um, what else should we be thinking about or should we be expecting that is um, coming up in the next year that's on the school board's plate um, or uh, on the school districts? Are there any uh, further name changes that you're thinking about? What else is happening right now? Um, I'll tell you that uh, school board-wise, we're looking at uh, – uh, continuing to elevate our equity policy review team. Um, we are, um, we have a, a, a panel of folks who are, every time we introduce a new panel, a uh, new policy or revise another policy, it goes to that panel of community members um, to, to put eyes on it that, you know, um, are, I don't want to say not, well, are non-biased and a hundred percent truthful and have no other ties to this other than, we're looking at this policy for equity. Um, that's one of our big things. I'll tell you right now, we are trying to finish this school year, though, Eric, ensuring that folks are safe, limiting the spread and exposure of COVID. Um, how are we doing those things? We have, we are going to start, uh, I don't know if this is common knowledge yet or not, so please forgive me. <laughs> uh, we just uh, got some testing kits that are going to be going home with families, right? Obviously, we know about the federal government sending us the, the piece of slices of four. Um, as the district, we are sending home some with families. We are expanding our testing options. We are, uh, you know, most recently, I, I had to ex- use our stand-up site at, uh, at the Early Learning Center, where you can go, uh, Tacoma Schools staff, family, um, and their kids can go get tested. Um, we are in partnership with MultiCare for uh, vaccine clinics. Um, if folks have, you know, been on the fence about getting the vaccine, we're offering several ways for TPS families to access testing and to stay safe during this pandemic. The reality is, it ain't going away. So we, 
it, not as fast as we thought it would. I mean, this is what, three years. So we are trying our absolute best to ensure to keep our students safe so we can continue to, to learn and grow throughout the remainder of the year. So those are the two things, equity policy review team, keeping kids safe during COVID and staff safe during COVID. And yeah. Yeah. We just, uh, it was just announced. I saw it on our, on our website. So I'm safe to say deputy superintendent position has been filled. I don't know if, if community members know that was posted, but it's been posted for quite some time. Um, so we have a new deputy superintendent starting in July after, uh, after Superintendent Santorno steps off, dances off into full retirement. Um, so, yeah. Think, so think so she's, she's been, um, if I understand, uh, an, an advisor of some kind to, to the superintendent, Josh Garcia. Is that kind of how that worked? Like moved into a, another role for the transition? Correct. Yep. So she's been advising Josh, uh, just kind of working together. They've already worked together. It's not like he needed it. In right. Body, but. She does have a plate of a plate of, of of assigned duties that she does outside of that. Um, she's advancing the district's equity work. She is uh, helped tremendously on on uh, advocating for uh, the things that for necessary for Prop One and Two. Um, she is out in the community giving presentations. Like she's she's doing a lot. Um, but yeah, she she's right there with Josh, making sure um, once once she steps out that she ain't got to come back. So, uh, you know, we're, we're going to miss Carla um, terribly, but absolutely happy that um, she's going to be able to step into retirement and spend that necessary time with her family. Okay. Well, that's great. Um, well, is there anything else you would like to share to make sure uh, listeners of uh, Citizen Tacoma hear about? Yeah, absolutely. So there, uh, when you said uh, in the email, uh, folks, when we were talking, he's like, I'm going to give you space to kind of a platform outside of campaign season. I was like, oh, I'm not sure if you want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's all good. I, I just want to uh, just say uh, to our community that um, I'm hoping that we can we can move forward uh, with, with grace. Um, every school district staff member, every, so I'm just going to say every educator, when I say that, I mean from, you know, cab staff all the way to our, to our bus drivers, our paras, Every staff member uh, is committed to this work, right? They're committed to bettering the outcomes for our young people. Um, they get up every day. They show up um, to ensure that that learning can continue uh, for our for our students. And it's hard. It's di extremely difficult. Like we, we nationally, we've got folks leaving the profession. Um, it, it is my hope that as a community, we can lock arms right if you if you know a teacher you know an educator uh thank them because this this is difficult a difficult time to be uh in this profession when, when folks were going to school for this to be a teacher um uh, pandemic response expert uh was not one of the learning modules and uh it was not in the job description yet every single day they get up and they they are that right um so i just want to make sure that you know we can move forward grace and i'm just asking uh, on this platform, no more assumptions, right? We, we got to get uh, to a point where uh, we as a community allow uh, new valid information to kind of change and challenge our perspectives as well as assumptions. Um, if, if folks want to know something, 
right? If you heard something that's not sitting quite right with you, reach out. Each, each board member, uh, it's five of us, uh, myself, Director Leon, uh, uh, Vice President Keating, President Bombright, uh, Director McElroy, we all got email addresses for a reason. Um, and we, we get emails, we get a lot. Uh, but, but if you reach out and we can't provide the answer, please know uh, that, that we'll connect you to the person who does and who can. But it's always better to uh, ask the question that you really wanna ask uh, then make an assumption and run with that uh, because, you know, it's easier for a king to spread a lie than a beggar to spread the truth. So it's just a hope that uh, folks will just see that we have an open door and we're willing to have conversations. I'm just hoping that in 2022, Eric is the top. It's still We still got 11 more months to get through. Uh, I'm hoping that we can make this a year of dealing in facts and, and not necessarily hypotheticals. So that was my soapbox. I'm going to step off of. Um, but I appreciate that for, for giving me that space. Yeah, uh, thank you. And and it, I ha, I do, is there something uh, in particular you would point to that, that prompted that as, as far as you're concerned? Or what are you thinking about that? that... No, no, there was nothing in particular that prompted it. But I just know that, you know, this is, this, the school district is huge, man. And there are yeah. things that, that come out and it's it's just easy for folks to, make an assumption about why we're doing things like I can point this is about a year ago when we decided to move forward with Josh folks like why do we have two superintendents why are we paying that and I'm like but nobody reached out to ask the question like what can you explain to me the process of how that works we'll gladly do that we don't have a problem with that but like folks get frustrated then they talk to their friends and then their friends get frustrated and there's no like real information in the middle of that because I feel like if there was, we could solve a lot of these issues. So, you know, we, we want to we we want to be absolutely transparent as a school board, and I think that we do a great job communicating things out. But we can't read minds. So, if, if I'm just saying, if folks want to know stuff, ask us, and we will tell you. Absolutely glad to do that. Well, we'll tell you what we can. <laughs> There's certain things obviously we can't talk about, but yeah. Well, I uh, appreciate you uh, coming onto the podcast and answering the questions that I had. So uh, we're modeling that right here. Um, thank you so much for taking the time, and uh, it's really appreciated. Yeah, man, I've been looking forward to this, so I'm glad uh, that you reached out. I appreciate it, Eric, for sure. Channel 253 is supported by Microsoft. Microsoft is committed to civic conversations like those on Channel 253 that inform and empower Washington communities. To learn more, visit aka.ms slash Microsoft in Washington. Citizen Tacoma is part of the Channel 253 podcast network. Check out our other shows. Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, We Are Tacoma, Move to Tacoma, Taco Man, Flounders B Team, Crossing Division, and What Say You? This is Channel 253.